Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett, and Lee. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. And I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is the last day of August. It is August 31st, 2022. Now, <clears throat> I want to I wanna say something about something. I'm going to brag on myself real quick. I'm, I, I'm pretty fucking awesome. I'm telling you right now, I'm not a radio guy. Been doing this podcasting game for about a year and a half. And uh, I hit that spot pretty damn good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I really should get a job in, in radio. I'm not just saying that, but I'm just saying that. All right. A couple things real quick before we get into the show, guys. Please, 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 and I'm begging you, please, share this with your friends. We are found on all podcast platforms. Please share this with your friends. Give us a good liking and, and, and subscribe to the show. You know, not only just listen, but subscribe. That way you can get the alerts, you get the updates. And uh, that helps us out with rankings. Also, uh, follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread on America. And on the Ticker Talker, Don't Tread on America. And mainly the only thing I do on there is drink recipes. Did one today. It's called Liquid Marijuana. And um, <clears throat> I'm telling you right now, it's pretty damn good. So uh, check us out on TikTok, Don't Tread on America, if you want to find out how to make liquid marijuana. There are no drugs in the making of liquid marijuana but it is a funny video nonetheless find out how to drink how to make it and it's good i'm telling you right now pineapple juice is in it and uh amongst other things i don't want to give it away on the podcast i want you to go check it out on tiktok and uh tell me what you think and if you want to follow the show on twitter it's dtom underscore 1775 and if you want to follow me on twitter it is pcgc underscore 1775. <clears throat> All right, quick show today. <laughs> I know I say that every time, and then we go an hour. But seriously, quick show. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. No. I got a, a couple of things I want to talk about. And uh, it was funny. Chris and I were at the gym today. I got done with work. He was off today. Uh, we went to the gym. Hit a nice little arm day. And, uh, yeah. So he was like, what are you going to talk about today? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. He's like, what were you listening to at work? I just, I don't know. You know, I listen to a couple other podcasts, and I don't like to, <clears throat> I don't like to, I obviously hate to copy. I, I, I want to have our own content. 
So, and I don't listen to a ton of other podcasts. Um, but all three podcasts were basically talking about the same thing. So I'm like, I'm not talking about that. Because I would assume, much like me, you guys listen to other podcasts. I'm, I, you know, and that's fine as long as you're listening to us too. I don't really care. Um, if anything else, I like for you to listen to other podcasts in addition to ours. So um, we get a good measure. Like I, I want to know. I mean, I've said this time and time again. You know, I'm just uh, got a full time job and a part time podcast. I'm not a professional by any stretch of the imagination. So keep that in mind when you're listening to other podcasts. Most of those people are professional in some nature. Um, so I just want to know how I measure up. I think we're getting pretty good at this. Our content, I feel, is pretty good. It's just as good, if not better, than some of the other shows. And I'm not just saying that. Because I think we find a lot of stuff that no one's talking about. And one of the stories I'm going to talk about today is about that because I haven't heard anything about that. Chris was like, so did you hear about this? And I was like, well, I don't know what are you talking about? So here we go. Uh, Jackson, Mississippi. If you guys live in there and know somebody that lives there, they have no water. So what's going on in uh, Jackson, Mississippi? So they have no safe tap water for the foreseeable future. And this has been a crisis decades in the making. So some... 180,000 residents in and around Jackson, Mississippi, which is the state capital and the largest city in Mississippi, have little or no sanitary water for the foreseeable future after the city's primary water treatment plant failed, the, government, uh, the governor announced on Tuesday. Um, until it is fixed, we do not have reliable running water at scale, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves said Tuesday. In an announcement that activated the National Guard and declared a state of emergency, the city cannot produce enough water to fight fires, flush toilets, or meet other critical needs. The state health department has warned that tap water is not even safe to brush teeth with or give to pets. Jackson residents have previously been advised to boil all water before drinking for the last month. Recent flooding, operational failures, and understaffing at the treatment plant for decades uh, uh, and decades-long infrastructure decay have culminated in the indefinite failure of a supply to, of safe tap water to Jackson Water customers. The governor called it a health threat. He says, uh, this is a very situation from boil water no notice, which is also a serious situation what residents of Jackson have become tragically numb to. Until it is fixed, we do not have reliable water at scale, the city cannot produce enough water to fight fires, flush toilets, or meet other critical needs. OB Curtis Water Treatment Plant is the facility that serves Jackson, and it has been relying on backup pumps, which have limited water pressure, and since the pumps failed last month, the Pearl River, which runs through the city, began flooding this past weekend, and damage to the already vulnerable... <laughs> Vulnerable, Jesus Christ. I swear to God, I haven't, I've barely had anything to drink. Vulnerable. I'm like speaking German here. Anyway, treatment plant causing the, the Jackson residents to lose most of their water pressure all together. The facility has ongoing issues and understaffing uh, that results in a significant lack of employees who are qualified to operate the plant. Part of the governor's emergency plan will include recruiting additional qualified operators immediately and splitting the cost with the city. 
Reeves pre- previously declared a state of emergency on Saturday as the Pearl River flooded due to several storms. Meteorologists have since reported that the flooding is not as severe as it had been in recent years, but rainwater entering the reservoirs contaminates the water supply and um, that the flood exacerbates uh, the existing structural for, uh, fragility of the plants. The flooding is due to recede. However, damage to the plant still needs to be repaired before the water is accessed. How long has this been happening? So, um, Jackson has had a boil water notice since uh, July, two weeks ago. Jackson Mayor <laughs> Chokwe Lumboba. Lum, Lumumba? Lumumba? Okay. Um, L-U-M-U-M-B-A. Lumumba. 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 Whatever. That dude. The mayor. We'll just call him mayor. <laughs> Said that last week uh, of the main OB Curtis pumps would be fixed by the end of the week, but that didn't happen. Lifting a state-imposed uh, boil water notice entails collecting water samples from 120 sites across the city and getting two days of clear results. The city has failed to pr- uh, process multiple times. Since July, because the samples were cloudy and more likely contained disease-causing pathogens. This is an issue that we work on every day, not just when there's a boil water notice, not just when there's low water pressure. This is something we have gone on the highest level of governments in order to speak to, the, gov- uh, the mayor said at a press event earlier this month. I have literally spoken to pr- the president himself as to the funds of the federal government is attempting to send to the uh, city of Jackson and what is available. So let's dive into the situation. Jackson has struggled with safe water access for decades and has lacked the funding to implement change. Mayors and city council members have called for repairs since the 40s. The Jackson Clarion Ledger reported in the 1970s and again in 20, the EPA warned that the city had to get serious about updating its infrastructure to improve water quality. The 2020 report highlighted lead pipes, faulty monitoring equipment, and um, insufficient staffing. Years of neglect have built up, and in 21 alone, the city had dozen, dozens of boil water notices due to old, fragile water system. Some researchers and columnists point to white flight for Jackson's failing infrastructure and uh, subsequent lack of taxes and state funding that uh, instead poured into developing neighborhood um, of predominantly white cities such as Flowood and Madison. More than 82% of Jackson's population is black, and almost a quarter of residents live below the poverty line, a stark contrast to 1980 when over half of the city's population was white. I don't know what the hell that has to do with the price of tea in China. It's, It's a city's job. It's the mayor, the city council's job to, in, you know, to have the in- infrastructure, to do the taxes. It's not the governor's job. It's not the president's job. It's the city. And if the city and the mayor and the government of that city cannot handle the job that they're doing, then they don't need to be in office. That's why it is very important to vote it we talk about voting and you say what you want about presidential races and senate races and congress say say what you want i've said for time i've said for the longest time yes we should vote we should vote for presidents and governors 
and senators and stuff like that. But the most important voting that you can do is for your local government because that affects you directly. Yeah, we can talk shit about President Biden. People can talk shit about Donald Trump and whoever's going to be president next. That's fine. <laughs> Every American complains about the president, whoever that president is. You can complain about your senators and your congresspeople. Cool. They don't directly impact you on a day-in and day-out basis like a mayor or a city manager or city council people, uh, school boards. Those people directly affect you on a daily basis. Then from there it goes to your state senators, your governor, those people. Those people directly affect you. What the president does or doesn't do has some effect on you, true, but on a day-in and day-out basis, it's your local city government that affects you. Now, for the fact of the matter that this has been warned since the 70s, for 50 years, they have been warned by the EPA, you need to fix your shit, 50 years. Now, in that time frame, anyone care to wonder how many Democratic mayors they've had? Now, you can sit here and say, well, Mississippi is a red state. Mississippi's got a Republican governor. True. You're right. He, you're right. But we've said this time and time again. Whenever the argument is made about crime and so on and so forth, and we talk about, oh, well, look at New York and look at Chicago and look at Los Angeles. Those are uh, blue states and look at, the, look at the crime in these areas. And then they say, oh, well, some of the most crime-ridden cities are in red states. Okay, True. I can't make that argument that you're not telling the truth. I don't know the order of cities, but if you say Atlanta and Houston and Miami, I, I'm just throwing out cities. I don't know that they rank anywhere in, in crime statistics. I'm just assuming all of those cities <laughs> are, well, I don't think Miami is now. I think they were for the most, for the longest time, but all those other cities Maybe in red states, but they're run by Democratic mayors. Jackson, Mississippi, Mississippi, red state. For since 1997, they have had a Democratic mayor. In 94, I think it was, uh, they had a Republican mayor. Prior to that, all Democrats. So if you want to understand what the problem is, it's your leadership. And I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If you're, you're, uh, if the EPA comes in and says your water system's shit, and this was back in the 70s when probably a lot of people's water system was shit, you know, you don't hear about this. Now, 180,000 people live in this city. If 80%, 82% of them are black, what does that got to do with the price of tea in China? What are you trying to say? But because they're black, we're, you know, the government, the city, the, the governor's not helping them or are you trying to say because they're black they don't have the funds they don't have the taxes i mean it's amazing the inert racism that goes into some of these articles now this article is from time magazine this isn't like i got it from you know some bullshit website and it's not even like they're not being blatant they're not like obvious races but what are you trying to say time magazine by saying by pointing out the fact that 82% of the population in the city are black. And what does white flight have anything to do with the fact that white people live in Flowood and Madison, which I would assume are different cities? 
okay? So if you live in Tampa, Florida, which is run by a Democrat, but then you live outside of Tampa in Brandon or, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, just outside Wesley Chapel or whatever, um, those might be more predominantly white. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. That doesn't mean anything. I wouldn't want to live in Jackson, Mississippi, just because I don't like living in the city. I mean, where I live now isn't wasn't when we first lived here a big city. It's it's growing. Um, I would rather live in the suburbs or even further out, and it has nothing to do with white or black. I could give shit less. I just don't want to be bothered, and I don't like a lot of traffic, and I don't like a lot of people. But it's just amazing how automatically <laughs> it has to go to. A race thing. Like, oh, it's because, you know, black people live there. They're just letting the pipes go. Or maybe, hear me out, it has nothing to do with white or black. It has to do with your Democratic leadership that you've had for the last 30 years not getting off their ass to do anything for you guys. Same thing happened in Flint, Michigan, what, 10 years ago? Eight years ago? I'm, I just, it just pisses me off. But, um, anyway... On to the next subject, because I'm trying to make this a short show. <laughs> All right, next up. A.G. Garland issues memo on, on DOJ communications. Okay, so obviously one of the big stories of the last, what, two weeks, or maybe longer, three weeks, has been the raid at Mar-a-Lago, right? And we could speculate, and we can assume, and you can, you can get on Twitter, and you can see, look at all these classified documents that that, that the uh, FBI found. Okay, we've talked about this. And other people have talked about this. Just because they're classified doesn't mean they're classified. Just because they say, oh, these are classified. I mean, I've heard it time and time again for multiple different people that the president is the all-being all of declassification. If he says, I don't want these to be classified, guess what? They're not classified. It's just amazing. The <laughs> I'd be curious to know how much classified shit Obama took or Bush took or Clinton took or Bush took or Reagan. I mean, did he take stuff that was ongoing investigations? Maybe. Were they classified? Maybe. Did he, did he declassify them? Probably. And this is nothing more than a witch hunt. And, you know, I've been saying this for a while now. They can't get him... <laughs> the whole point of all of this, from the J6 to everything else you're hearing about Trump, has nothing more to do with anything other than they do not want him to run for president. They could give two shits about him going to prison or anything else. They just do not want him to run and because they know... If he runs, he wins. Okay? In my life, and, and even studying history, I can never recall a president leaving office and these types of shenanigans going on. Okay? Never. I mean, even like, if you go back to Bush, Daddy Bush, he only served one term. He lost to Clinton. There was never any drumming up of bullshit to try and make sure he didn't run again. You know what I'm saying? But I've talked about the reasons why that is because once once Daddy Bush 
was installed as president, they were good. They had a plan. Clinton beat Bush. Who cares? They're all part of the same situation. And then Bush Jr. comes in. Then Obama. They're all part of it. I'm telling you, when Trump won, people lost their mind. I'm not talking about these regular Joe Schmoes that were screaming in the streets. I'm talking about everybody. Republicans, deep state, or uh, whatever you want to call them, Republicans and Democrats. It had nothing to do with Republicans and or Democrats. It had to do with the uniparty, the the deep states. Those R's and D's next to their name mean absolutely shit. That's just a cover to get votes. Okay, so A.G. Garland issues a memo on DOJ communications with Congress after retirements. So, Attorney General uh, uh, Merrick Garland reiterated the DOJ's policy that personnel prohibited from communicating with members of Congress. Um, uh, had, so he issued a memo to the Justice Department personnel reiterating the policy of prohibiting communication with members of Congress. Uh, Garland said, all communications with Congress must be handled by the Office of Legislative Affairs per DOJ policy. No department employee may communicate with senators, representatives, congressional committees, or congressional staff without advanced coordination, consultant uh, approval, or um, immediate dismissal or committed suicide by the DOJ. Oh, wait. I added that a little bit. Um, all congressional inquiries and correspondence from members, committees, and staff should immediately be directed to the OLA upon receipt. Uh, Garland said these policies were designed to protect DOJ's criminal and civil enforcement de uh, decisions and its legal adjustments from partisan or other inappropriate influences, whether real or perceived, direct or indirect. They are also designed to ensure that Congress can may carry out its legislative investigatory and oversight functions. Garland insisted that such policies were not intended to conflict with or limit whistleblower protection. It sounds like to me you have a bunch of people in the DOJ that want to talk about the bullshit that this guy, this attorney general, who needs to be uh, impeached immediately, okay? He's pissed off at Trump. He's pissed off at some of these senators because his name was put in the hopper to become a, a, a justice in the Supreme Court, and they sat on it so as to not give him even a vote. Cool, whatever. It happens. He is, he is the Judge Dredd, so to speak, in the story. Okay? He's basically telling people that if you have something to say, you need to come tell us first before you go tell them. Well, who in the fuck wants to do that? You know, if you're, if you're, let's just dumb it down to elementary school. If you're mad at Timmy because he did something to you and you're going to tell on him, are you going to tell Timmy before you tell on him? Are you going to tell him, hey, you know, I was kind of upset that you took my, uh, my snack pack out of my lunchbox and um, I think I'm going to go have a conversation with the teacher about it and it wasn't nice. So... You know, what do you think? Do you think I should go talk to the teacher? Well, Timmy's going to be like, no, fuck no. You need to shut your damn mouth or I'm going to kick your ass. Well, <laughs> I've got to tell the teacher. Now you're telling me to kick my ass. I'll, I'll, you know what? I hate to see you commit suicide over a snack pack. I mean, that's essentially what this is. And 
the quote-unquote whistleblower aspect of it means that you're anonymous. You have protection. So in my opinion, if I worked for the DOJ or the FBI or any other parts of it, and I had something to say because I seen bullshit and shenanigans going on, and that they know that there's people in the DOJ that know what they're doing is wrong. They know what they're doing is just to sully the name of Trump when you don't even know if the man's running for president. I mean, he probably <laughs> is, but you don't know that. But this is basically, if you, if you go back to a couple of shows where I talked about uh, Zelensky in Ukraine and the things he did when he became president, where he, you know, he eliminated a lot of the press and did uh, government news agencies, kind of you know, like China does, and then he eliminated some of his opposition in their you know, Senate, I don't know what they call it over there, their like House of Representatives. He got rid of those people. I'm not saying he killed them, but they, he, they're no longer in office. This is very much a communist, uh, totalitarian uh, regime. This is like what kings and queens and, you know, rulers do. If they don't like what you have to say, they're going to get rid of you. Okay? And <laughs> it's, not, it's not right. It's not fair. And I'm not going to sit here and scream, oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo me. I'm telling you, I can't imagine that Trump asking for the special, uh, whatever it was, the special oversight about this raid and, and whatever, if, if he thought, or I mean, deep down inside, you know if you did something wrong. You can sit there and say, I didn't do nothing, but you know if you, you know if you did or not, right? If you robbed a bank, you know you robbed the bank. You could sit there and say you didn't rob the bank, but you know you did. So it's a similar situation. If Trump knows what he did was wrong, he knows he did wrong by whatever he did, then why would he suggest, why would he keep throwing water on the fire, on the grease fire for that matter? So either he's that stupid and he doesn't realize what he did was wrong, and I can't imagine you get this far in life, be a billionaire, businessman, and then become president by being a stupid person. You you got to be. I'm sure. I'm sure he's a little more tact. I mean, obviously he has a big mouth and he says what's on his mind, and that's fine. I have no problems with that. So, obviously he knows what he's doing. So, I my personal opinion is this. I think this is all a setup. I think, obviously, whatever the DOJ and the Democrats are doing is, is to make sure Trump doesn't run for president. I'm thinking, I think this is a good part of the story. I think Trump, it feels like to me that he's setting them up. And I guess the only thing we can hope for is that this red wave that's supposed to come, comes. And they start impeaching people. Impeach Garland. Impeach Biden. Impeach them all. I don't give a fuck. Get rid of all of them. We'll figure it out. If you keep impeaching until you get the right person in office, then so be it. All right. Here we go. 30 minutes in. I'm on to story number three. Look at that. Doing pretty good. All right. So a lot of this is going around. Is, uh, is Joe Biden racist? And furthermore... Is the whole Biden family racist? Is, is that a safe assu uh, 
assessment that the whole Biden family is racist. Um, so I got this clip here, and I didn't test the volume out, so hopefully it's not too loud or too low, but here we go. It's time for Is It Racist? We already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Yeah. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and clean, nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. Yeah. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. The reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. And that's how you play. Is a racist? So, there you go. Is he racist? Okay, so that was obviously a clip. And uh, the other voice in there wasn't Joe, it was Jill. Bogodas. Bodegas there, Jill. And then this was more recent, uh, something he said. I'm going to play this one too. Attorney real quick. General of the state of Delaware. And what he used to do is go down in the east side, the what called the bucket, highest crime rate in the country. There's a place where I used to, I was the only white guy that worked as a lifeguard down in that area. And corn on the pop. East side. And you know where the you can always tell where the best basketball in the state is, and the best. So there you go. <laughs> only the best basketball in the state is in the high crime areas where all the black people are, because he was the only white guy there. So much like the Time article, it, it's like they're so racist they don't even know they're racist. And for four years, all we heard is how Trump was racist and hated black people. Trump was probably one of the most beloved prior to him being president people in in the in the black community. You, I mean, I listen to rap music. I don't listen to more current rap music because it all sounds the same. I mean, it all sounds the same. I'm old. But, you know, I, I grew up in the 80s, 90s. That's that rap music I listened to, right? And a lot of those rap songs refer to being like Donald Trump, okay? Trump is not a racist person. These guys can say they're not racist. Most people that are racist will say they're not racist, Okay. He's so racist, he doesn't even realize he's being racist when he says racist things. But that's your president. And the more we need to get these types of things out, um, it just, it's just, I don't know. It's quite amazing that it's literally in your face. And no one's even blinking. It's, it's quite interesting. All right. Last but not least, we haven't talked about our friend Peter Ducey lately. 
he's really been sticking it to old uh, KJP there. What's her name? Karine Jean Papier, the press house secretary, or I'm sorry, the White House press secretary. Um, so this was the other day. He asks uh, a question about illegal aliens. So are, how is it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated. They're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. That, like we actually no. I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what ha what is happening. But that's not. It's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not that's, that's not exactly how. Exactly what's happening. We well, thousands of people are walking in a day. Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening. So our so. If this was a video show, if we were on TV or, or whatever, I would say roll that beautiful beaner footage, right, of all the illegals crossing the southern border from Texas to California. And whether they're from Mexico, Honduras, uh, Panama, China, wherever, right? And then you got the mayor in uh, New York pissed off because the governor of Texas has sent him to New York. Be pissed off at Biden, okay? The, what, what this is about is the um, U.S. Open starts today in New York. And Novak Djokovic, Djokovic, the, you know, number one tennis player, right? Couldn't play in, in uh, Australia Open. Now he can't play in the U.S. Open because he's not vaccinated. Um, probably <laughs> healthier than... Most people in this country, but yet can't play because he's not vaccinated. And the question, like what Peter was talking about here, is you're not going to let someone like this in to play an outdoor sport, but yet you're going to let all these illegals walk across the border. And then she has the nerve that that's not how it's happening. Okay, so I, I found these interesting stats. And this is from a little-known um, web page called the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. I believe, actually it says it right here, and an, an official website of the United States government. Okay, this isn't Babylon B. this isn't Fox News, this isn't, uh, you know, Bongino Report, this isn't some right-wing, you know, human events, this isn't from Jack Posobiec, <laughs> this is... From the United States government. This is their numbers. Okay? I'm not making anything up. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection is the nation's largest federal law enforcement agency. Securing the nation's borders and facilitating international travel and trade. Okay. Total CBP enforcement actions. Okay? So these range from fiscal year of 2017 to current fiscal year 22 year to date. So it's all of 17, all of 18, 19, 20, 21, and this year to date. Okay. So keep in mind, this is as of um, the end of, of uh, August. So right now. Okay. This is current. This isn't five months ago. This isn't estimated. This is current tally. Okay. So, 
President Trump became president in January. He took the oath of office January of 2017, okay? Left office in January of 21, right? Uh, so 17, 18, and 19, uh, and 20 were under his um, authority, right? So in that time frame, you had um, roughly, let's see, I'm just going to do a quick math. So 5, 6, so that's 11, 21, 22, roughly 27, or I'm sorry, 2.7, 2.7, 2.8, somewhere around there, million, uh, million total enforcement actions. So that's encounters, um, border patrol encounters, uh, the Office of Field Operations encounters. That's, that's everything, everyone in the CBP uh, encounters. So from 2017 to 2020, the time that Trump was in office, you had roughly 2.7, 2.8 million encounters. Okay? I didn't do exact math. I'm just rounding. There was 526, 683, 1.1, and 646. So do the math. In fiscal year 21, um, Biden's first full year as president, almost 2 million in that one year. 2 million. I said it was 2.7 in the four years under Trump. 2 million in Biden's first year. And so far this year, now fiscal year runs from February to January. So from February of 22 to August of 22. So what is that? February, March, April, May, June, July, August. What? Seven months. Because that's at the end, end of August. So seven months. 2.2 million encounters. So in the two years, this year alone, he's going to surpass what Trump had in his four years. Because we're, we're only in August. You still got September, October, November, December, and January to go. You still have five more months. So if in seven months he's had 2.2 million, that's roughly 300 or so thousand encounters a month. That's the average. Okay, so let's just assume that average stays the same for the next five months. That's another 1.5 million. That's going to put him upwards of 3.7 or higher encounters by the end, by the end of this fiscal year. Almost double what Trump had in his four years, he's going to achieve in this one. But yet, and I, and I would have to assume that the majority of these, these don't count people that are flying in legitimately trying to move to America because of whatever reason, whatever the reason is. These are people that they've encountered on, at the border trying to illegally cross. At whatever border. It's not necessarily the southern border. This could be the northern border. But... Borders nonetheless. And if you're, if you're coming into this country illegally, uh, one would assume you're unvaccinated. Let's just, let's just for shits and giggles say that half of these people aren't vaccinated. And I could give a shit less if any of them are vaccinated. Personally, I don't care. The vaccine's garbage. It doesn't work. It's bullshit. But to use their argument, 
let's just assume half of the people are vaccinated. Okay, whatever. So 2.2 million so far this year, let's assume that half of them are vaccinated. You still let 1.1 million in that aren't. In the meantime, you have a world-class athlete that wants to play tennis outside, but no, he can't come in because he's not vaccinated. Why? Control? They're obviously pushing a situation of some sort here. I have no problem with anybody coming into this country. I don't give a shit what color you are, what nationality you are. I don't care. Simple. Simple thing is, knock on the door, ask to come in. Okay? If you were in your house and someone just walked into your house, what would you do? Would you just be like, yeah, come on in, sit down, have a seat, cool, what's up? You don't know them from Adam. You're not going to just let them walk in your fucking house. You know, if you walk in my house like that, you're probably going to see the end of a gun. Um, some people might just call 911. Some dude just walked into my house, sat on the couch, just watching TV. <laughs> Equate this stuff that's happening in that same manner. Oh, well, they're just, they're just leaving their country because they're hungry and they're starving and they're, and they're escaping poverty and they're escaping war and they're escaping this and they're escaping that. Okay, fine. I get your argument. Knock on the door. Because <laughs> a couple of years back, the people, you'd see people who had these signs in their yard talking about hate doesn't live here. And it was about illegal people, you know, people coming into this country. And I, I joked and said, you know, I swear to God, I just want to walk into these people's houses and just not violently, not kick in the door, just open it. I mean, chances are the door's locked. I leave my door unlocked. I encourage people to come in, see what happens. <laughs> but um, just to walk in their house, sit down, turn on the TV, maybe get a water or whatever out of the fridge and, you know, watch some TV. And if they say something, be like, what, you... You invited me in. Your sign out there said it was cool. No, it's different. Now you're in my house. We want you in our country. Yes, please. You're all welcome. You're bring your your you're tired, you're weak, you're poor, you're hungry, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. We're we're in your house now. And I need a place to sleep, and this bed looks plenty comfy. But that's my bed. Well, you know, I'm just I just need to stay here. Right? Equate what's going on at the southern border as your house. And tell me how you feel then. Okay? It's not right. I have no problem. Come to this country if you, if you, if you can bring something to the table. If you can bring something to the table. Here's the thing. You need to be able to work. Okay? I don't care what the work is. I don't care if it's manual labor. If you know computers. I don't give a shit. You need to be able to work, number one. Number two, you need to speak English. Actually, I should be number one, then work, number two. And you need to be a good person. That's about it. That's probably the top three. I could care less. You're white, you're brown, you're black, you're yellow, you're purple, you're green. I don't care. Speak English, boom. <laughs> be physically and willing and able to work at some sort of job. And be a good person. That's it. That's, that's pretty easy qualifications. And the people that do come to this country legally and want to become citizens and do the right things are some of the 
the nicest people and they're well-adjusted and they probably know a lot more about things about this country than most people that have were born and raised here. And that's fact. All right, guys. With that being said, look at that 45 minute show, sugar water. <laughs> I'm going to finish my liquid marijuana. Eat a Reese's cup. No, I'm joking. But, uh, yeah, I'll put a lid on today. And uh, guess what? Today is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. This Friday, September 2nd, 2022, another episode of the DTOM Files. That's right, guys. And uh, me and Chris have solemnly swore to not get plastered during this show. We do have a drink we're going to do. <laughs> we're not going to get plastered, but we do have a drink. Um, this is a drink given to us by a listener. And uh, we're going to do the drink. So uh, we haven't tried it. We haven't pre-made it to drink it and see what it's like. You will, if you go to our TikTok page, Don't Tread on America on TikTok, and follow the page, you'll see the video. I'll, we'll probably do the video um we're actually going to record the show on Thursday, so the TikTok will be up tomorrow. So go to our TikTok if you want to find out how to make liquid marijuana, which I, I'm drinking right now. And then the drink tomorrow, I'm not telling you the name until you go to the TikTok. Check it out. Find out how to make it. We'll see if it's good. And uh, follow, like I said, follow us on TikTok on the social media platforms. If you have a drink for us to do, hey, you should try this. Give us a suggestion. We'll give you a shout-out on the show and on the TikTok, and uh, you'll be famous because we're world-renowned. Well, somewhat world-renowned. We're heard in about 20 countries, so there you go. All right, guys, with that being said, please tell your friends. Follow the show. Subscribe, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Share this with your friends, and uh, follow us on social media. Like I said, uh, Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And uh, PCGC underscore 1775 and DTOM underscore 1775 on the Twitter machine. Uh, follow us there. Give us some ideas, some drink recipes, and uh, I'll talk to you guys again. Well, technically, it'll be tomorrow, Thursday, but you'll hear this. Well, you won't hear this, but you hear that one on Friday. DTOM Files. We're going to close out our false flags, finally. <laughs> and uh, and like I said, we're not, we're not going to get hammered. We're doing the one drink. And uh, maybe two drinks. We'll see. All right, guys. You have a great day. Other than that, I, uh, I'll talk to you guys then. You have a great day. And uh, be safe. <laughs>